0: I'm Joe Stern, the film critic of The Wall Street Journal. Ridley Scott has said that fans of Alien will recognize strands of its DNA in Prometheus. They're impossible to miss, both in the brilliant visuals and in some aspects of the plot. Yet his new film suffers from chromosome breaks. Alien was a model of narrative clarity and seductive suspense. Remember the tagline, in space no one can hear you scream. Prometheus is diffuse and assaultive. This tale of interstellar search asks cosmic questions about the meaning of life, but it comes up with lame answers in a script that screams attention deficit disorder. The searchers go forth in a spaceship named after the Greek god who stole fire from Zeus and gave it to us mortals. Prometheus is owned by a vastly powerful corporation called Weyland Industries that makes the vessel a kind of private enterprise, and its diverse crew promises the pleasures of good pulp, while that distinctive DNA promises the revulsion of gloppy gelatin. Two of the people on board are archaeologists, Shaw, played by Numi Rapas, and Her boyfriend, Holloway, played by Logan Marshall Green. They smooch when they can and tap helmets tenderly when they're outside the ship. They're the ones who've persuaded Whalen to bankroll the mission on the basis of cave drawings that suggest the human race was created by higher beings. The archaeologists call them engineers. The drawings also seem to specify a point in space as the workshop of these gods. It's a lot to infer from pictograms, but Google Maps doesn't cover the territory. Charlize Theron's Meredith Vickers represents Wayland's interests. She's meant to be mysterious with her own agenda, but you do wish she'd lighten up and stop behaving like a robot. Michael Fassbender's David is a robot, and he steals the show. David is a walking, smiling, outwardly self-assured Hal who studies Peter O'Toole in a video of Lawrence of Arabia for life lessons on how to behave. It says more than the filmmakers could have intended that the movie's most appealing character is a piece of machinery. This is because the humans have either been dumbed down talking like middle school dropouts, or written with suffocating self-seriousness. The script seems to have been bolted together by engineering apprentices. That's certainly not true of the deep space vistas. They're as soul-filling as the most ardent fan of Alien could have hoped for. But there's a sense of randomness and too muchness about the whole production, including the creatures that fulfill the promise of a horror show. They keep popping up in more forms with more lethal strategies than a poor earth brain can compute. And the movie's high point may also be its low point, depending on your squeamishness level. It's a ruthlessly clever scene that the most ardent pro-life advocate might find justified in principle, but appalling in fact. All I can tell you is it's no fun. I'm Joe Morganstern. I'll be back on KCRW next week with more reviews. KCRW sponsors include Make It Universal and Rotten Tomatoes, presenting Scene on the Screen with Jacqueline Coley, a new podcast about the people at NBC Universal and the movies that define them. Available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.